Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Election Special Edition 2. That's right, it's Friday morning and we still don't have any election results from Tuesday. Yeah. So this is our uh, election. Uh, I thought this would be our election wrap-up special, but it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll have to come in. We, we record on Thursday night, so maybe we'll have to... Uh Modify this. Put in some breaking morning. news. Maybe. I, I doubt it. Maybe. I doubt it. You know, normally I would tell you that you looked good, um, but today I really wish that our listeners could smell the show. Because I smell that good? You no, know, you don't smell good. Well, I was going to say you don't smell good at all. <laughs> Thanks. But uh, we made cupcakes this evening, and oh. I can smell our cupcakes. Yeah, they do smell nice. It's yeah. Tony's birthday coming up this week, and he made his own cupcakes. Yes, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't offer. No, well, you weren't here, and somebody had to do it. <sighs> So what do we have for news today? You know, we always like to start with the Disney Parks blog. Um, they are talking about the opening of Buena Vista Street, and they have given us a date. That's right, Buena Vista Street, which is in California as part of the uh, Disney California Adventure theme park, is going to reopen on November 19th, which will extend the downtown Disney district uh, with some additional shopping and dining experiences. Uh, so what you're going to have when it reopens is the Carthay Circle restaurant is going to be uh, open, and it will be the introduction of the Carthay Circle Lounge, Alfresco Dining, which will be a new outdoor dining event. Um, the Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical Cafe will be open. Do you know who Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical Cafe are named after? No. Uh, there was a Disney cartoon uh, of the Three Little Pigs, ah. and the Three Little Pigs are named Fiddler. Pfeiffer and practical. Okay. Because one played the fiddle, one played the fife, and the other one was practical and built a house out of brick. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's your trivia for the day. Um, award wieners will be open, as well as the Smoke Jumpers Grill. And uh, then some of the stores, including Elias and Company, Julius Katz and Son, Kingswell Camera Shop, and Trolley Treats will be open. Yay, Trolley Treats. Yeah. I'd be all about that. So that's exciting. Yeah, that, it's very exciting. Okay. And then, and then I'm sure there will be security posted all over so that you cannot get to the section of the park with rides. Well, I mean, the rides aren't going to be running anyway, so. Right. Uh, we have another foodie guide. This one is to the Taste of Epcot Festival of the Holidays. That's right. The foodie guide has just been released. Um, I like to say the full name, which is the 2020 Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Holidays presented by Advent Health. Good Lord. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um They've released their foodie guide. It's on the Disney Parks blog. I'm not going to have Cheryl go through the whole thing. Uh, but if Do you want, I bore you? If you want some <laughs> turkey poutine french fries with turkey gravy, cranberry relish, and crispy onions, that's where you can get it. All right. Um, I think you went through some of this last week. This is just the official notification on the there Parks was no, blog. There was no poutine thing. Yeah, there was. Last time? Mm-hmm. You mentioned it last week. I remember I you mentioned poutine. Uh, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go through it anyway, but I think it's different. What did I talk about last week? I don't, I don't know, but I, I, we, I know because we, we talked about the pork schnitzel. We did. Nothing says Christmas like schnitzel, remember? That's true. Yeah, that's true. So we did talk about the foodie guide, but now it's officially released and on the Parks blog if you'd like to check it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> then the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon, uh, which is virtual this year. Um, is taking place this weekend. Yes, it is. There's a whole bunch of stuff about running. Uh, half marathon uh, weekend for wine and dine, half marathon weekend uh, this weekend. So the the, the, the half marathon, the 10K, uh, people are doing them from home. 
So if you're a runner, uh, it's the time to do it. And uh, yeah, I don't run, so I don't I don't do these. What are you trying to tell me? Uh, did you skip the season about the Disney Parks blog launching their Everything Holidays section? Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, talk about it. Uh, so Disney Parks blog is launching their Everything Holiday Season section, uh, which will cover all of your uh, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Diwali, uh, Passover uh, stuff uh, based on the popularity of their Everything Halloween section. They've decided to put a little segmentation on it here and uh, post all of the holiday content there. So they've got uh, some wallpapers and backgrounds you can use that are pretty cute for your mobile devices and your computers. Yeah, that is pretty cute. Uh, they've got a link to merchandise. They've got a link to the foodie guide. And they've got a link to everything going on for Festival of the Holidays. Because I know you're very concerned about what we already talked about from yes. the foodie guides. Yes. Uh, on Monday, we spoke about uh, it was the holiday highlight of tasty treats. And that was across all of Disney World. So it was uh, some treats from each of the parks. Oh, this then, is then I just should for let, I should let you have this list. And no, I think it bores people, which I understand. And I just did that Monday. So I try to keep the boredom down to once a week. Okay. Okay. I just get it every day. That's right. Especially you. Yay me. Um, Disneyland has now canceled through November 21st, which, you know, they like to do. Yep. Every Friday we give you guys the latest announcement that Disney has added another week to their cancellations, which they have now done for their resort guests uh, with reservations through November 21st. They are canceled. Okay. And then uh, downtown Disney, uh, the district area there is now getting a parking fee. Yeah, the Simba lot has installed some parking self-pay machines uh, there's going to be a $10 parking fee to the downtown Disney district in conjunction with the reopening of Buena Vista Street. So, uh, you know, they've got to make up that lost revenue somewhere. Well, I mean, you know, you're not charging people to get into that part of California Adventure. That is uh, true. You know, people are going there as a destination, so it's not unreasonable to ask uh, for that to be uh, paid parking. And I do believe it was... Always paid parking to some degree. I think you were able to get validated maybe if you ate in one of the restaurants or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, I do believe they they always did charge there. Okay. Um, so we talked um, on Wednesday about the dining glitch that had happened um, and how we were able to book all these uh, other um, times that we were not able to get previously, we ended up with a um, Tepanito reservation we were looking for. We ended up with a Beaches and Cream. We got um, the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater, uh, all things that we weren't able to get before. Um, and now there is an update about that dining glitch? Yes. Uh, it doesn't affect every reservation, though. Okay. Um, any reservation that causes a restaurant to be overbooked due to social distance guidelines will be canceled, and any guest who is affected by that cancellation will receive a $25 Disney digital gift card for the inconvenience. Okay. So it doesn't mean that 100% of the reservations will be canceled, so mm -hmm. some of ours might not be canceled. Uh-huh. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, at least we get, at least we have a whole bunch of them, so, <laughs> I mean, if they cancel half of them, we're going to... Well, you know, they're going to end up doing it. It's $25 per guest, you know, not necessarily for every dining reservation, but... Maybe if you're inconvenienced and it's multiple reservations, they're going to give you $25, not $25 per reservation. Maybe, but we have them booked under different people. That is true. So, so score, ha -ha. score. <laughs> Way to stick it to the man. Yeah. 
And we're worried about Disney being able to charge their $10 for parking. Right. But we want our $25 gift cards. Um, there is now some new signage uh, in queues regarding eating. Yeah, it, just reminding people that once you get in a queue, there is no eating or drinking beyond the start of the queue and that face masks must fully cover the nose and mouth and be worn at all times. Uh, I think that's just a, a courtesy to your fellow park goers uh, and those who are standing in line with you. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of, I think it was always known that you weren't supposed to eat and drink in line, but we saw a lot of um, people not not having their masks up because, you know, they had a drink with them or... We did? Yeah, we did because you're so terrible at this. I'm not even trying anymore. I was great at it. All right. You mean our friends saw that? Yeah, I'm over you. I mean, there's nothing more fun than having a piece of pretzel while you're standing in the line, but not these days. No. I mean, in like a pretzel is probably not bad because you can probably like slip a piece under your mask. Right. And you don't have to have your mask off the whole time. But, I mean, the people that we saw, it was like, you know, they had a bucket of popcorn. Everybody in the, the group had their mask right. off. Everybody's got their hands in the popcorn. Right. Yeah. I've become very good at sliding M&Ms down the front of my mask. <laughs> Trying to catch them. Or Twizzlers. Twizzlers, I think, would be good, too. I haven't yeah, right. tried that. But. Well, you might end up with a Twizzler up your nose. but It is true. Uh, all right. Um, and then the <laughs> – this is my favorite story of the day. Um. The stages in front of Cinderella's castle now have some interesting additions. Yeah, they have added some ropes and rope bridges and slides uh, have been installed uh, and they're colorful fabric slides. Uh, So the assumption is that this is going to be part of the set for the Christmas special um, that Disney will be recording. You think they're bringing the tumble monkeys in? I don't. I wish. Maybe. Uh, you it, don't know. It, the tumble monkeys wish they could come in. I know. But uh, it really kind of looks like something that belongs in a playground. It's like very odd. rope confidence courses. <laughs> uh, very, just very weird. Yeah. Well, we'll see what that's all about. Because it's very industrial looking. It's, it's, yeah, it does it's look not, nice. It's not themed. Mm-mm. It's just a bunch of steel girders It might not be done wood. yet, though. I mean, it's going to be probably covered in other things. Yeah, one, one can only hope. Yeah. All right. Um, some permits have been filed for a new food kiosk coming to the Italy Pavilion. That's right. The Italy Pavilion, which is in the Epcot theme park. Uh, they have announced that Icarius exhibits which is the group that is building the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, uh, is going to be working in a restaurant owned by the Patina Group. Uh, The Patina Group uh, owns the other two restaurants that are in the uh, Italy Pavilion. And uh, this new kiosk is going to go up next to La Bottega uh, Italiana. And it's listed as a uh, install new food vending building. (laughs) <laughs> which could be a kiosk or a full-on dining location. Nobody really knows, uh, but the permit is in place through December 31st of 2021. Okay, so probably going to eventually see something there. Right. Uh, Imagineering has shared a sneak peek at the Guardians of the Galaxy ride vehicles. Yep, the ride vehicles uh, have been debuted uh, on Zach Ridley's Instagram account. He is a Disney Imagineer who is kind of the new face of Imagineering uh, as far as social media goes. Um, these vehicles kind of look like uh, some of the vehicles we saw in the original Guardians of the Galaxies movie, uh, the, some of the Nova Corps ships. They kind of have that that look to them. Um, they're blue and gold, and they're going to have uh, wear patterns and impact marks, kind of like they've come in 
uh, re-entered an atmosphere and there's going to be burn right. marks and scorch marks that's on cool. them. So that's uh, kind of cool. Do we have a estimated date of opening for that ride? Uh, 2021. <laughs> Everything. It's going to be a big year. Banner right. year 2021. At some point, it was announced that it would be open in time for the 50th anniversary, which makes it October 1st of 2021. Uh, however, rumor has it that this could be pushed back to 2022. Right. Uh, yeah, everyone's so upset about 2020 being a terrible year. I think it's possible 2021 is going to be worse because everything from 2020 got pushed back to 2021. And now I feel like everything from 2021 is going to be pushed to 2022. 2022. And now by the time we get it, it's going to be so old, we're going to be over it. Right. Well, I think the tough thing is that, you know, they still need to get the actors to film their parts for the ride, whether it's the the, the pre-ride uh, yeah. You know, parts in the queue, parts in the ride. We don't know what their involvement's going to be. Um, they're getting ready to shoot Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to need to, you know, that that's usually when they do stuff like this is when they're right. filming a movie because they're not going to get them together. Just for. Just to throw on the makeup and, you know, the cost associated with that is usually too much. But if it's during the course of a film shoot, um, then they've got that going for them. So uh, they just have to work that in. I think they start filming uh, within the next few months. So, uh, you know, you've got to film that, edit it, get the ride finished. Mm-hmm. So we're probably looking at late 2021, if not early 2022 before the ride debuts. All right. You know what I'm going to need to get me through this long wait? Liquor? <laughs> Almost. I need a num num cookie. All right. Well, the good news is that over in Hollywood studios, uh, the market, which is a food kiosk outside the main entrance of toy story land has reopened. Uh, and they sell Jack's Num Num Cookies, which is a large, warm chocolate chip cookie. I, I'd say it's almost like a small pie-sized yeah, cookie. Uh, and additionally, they sell sodas, snacks, frozen margaritas, <laughs> and pina coladas. That is such a weird combo. It is. And right outside Toy Story Land, it's like uh, when your kids are driving you crazy. Right. Uh, Jack's Num Num Cookie is a cookie named after baby Jack-Jack mm-hmm. uh, from The Incredibles. The cookie originated in California Adventure at uh, Pixar Pier and has been brought over to uh, Florida. Yeah, because they have the Incredibles ride there, the roller coaster. Yes. The Incredicoaster. The Incredicoaster. Mm -hmm. Great ride. It is a great ride. Yeah, did you go on that one? No. Oh, you just watched it? I did. I watched it. The girls were afraid to go on it and then they really liked it, so. They went on it twice. They did because they liked it so much. Um, At Disney Springs, contactless security is now in place. That's right. The Evolve uh, contactless security scanners, bag scanners, are now in place. This is also the first time that Disney Springs has implemented a bag check for guests entering their shopping and dining district. I think that's good because it only makes things safer. Yeah. Uh, These scanners scan 60 people a minute and are 10 times faster than other security systems. Great. So do you think um, if I'm going to Disney Springs, I I get myself scanned and then can I run over to the M&M store? That's opening soon, right? Unfortunately, no. Oh. Uh, the M&M store, which was supposed to be open by Thanksgiving, has been delayed to 2021. <sighs> Another one. Yeah. It's going to be over by Splitsville. Uh, the, you know. The concept art's concept nice. concept art is very but nice. it's not happening. And you can tell it's old because no one's wearing masks. All right. <laughs> Fix your concept art. And, uh, you know, this is just another M&M corporate store. It's one of five M&M stores owned by the Mars Group. Um, and they include locations in Las Vegas, New York, London, and Shanghai. Who doesn't love an M&M store? 
I don't not love one. <laughs> the problem with the M&M store right now yes. is the most fun thing about the M&M store is that they have all the different like flavors of M&Ms and all the different colors of M&Ms. And you do that thing where you get the bag and then you fill, you know, you fill it yeah, how you want and then you pay by weight. Well, with COVID, you can't be touching all these dispensers and everything. So when we went to the one in New York um, in what, July, August, August um, yeah, they get the bag for you. And then you tell them, oh, I just want a few of this one. Could you put a couple of this one in? And it's just sad because you don't get to do it yourself. But tell me he was not like the sweetest He kid. was. He was fabulous. And there was no one there, which was nice. Right. You know, so it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like we had to wait in line a long time <laughs> to have this kid do this for us. He was just standing there waiting for anyone to come by. And I apologize. I said it was one of five M&M's experimental stores. It's an M&M experiential store. Oh, all right. Yes. No my, experimenting. My apologies. I need to get the prescription changed on my glasses. <laughs> um, so this year, they're not doing uh, the big gingerbread displays that they do in most of the deluxe resorts. But never fear, you can build your own gingerbread contemporary resort. That's right. Never one to turn down a marketing opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney is, of course, selling you a build-your-own gingerbread kit. Uh, they're $35. Um, it essentially allows you to build an A-frame gingerbread house, and they give you a chocolate monorail so that you can put it running through the middle of it. No one's impressed. No. But the candy's kind of cool, and they give you a Santa Claus with it and a bunch of trees and a bunch of sugar to get your kids all whacked out. Mm. So it's pretty lame. <laughs> I mean, if it was like $10, it would be okay. Right. But- I don't know, 35. All right, now on to our favorite part of every show, construction updates. Updates. Yes, multiple updates for multiple locations. So we've been giving construction updates on two things. Now we've got construction updates on four things. Oh, boy. And I am giddy. I I have a reflective vest on, a hard hat. I've got steel-toed slippers. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Uh, so the final lanes of the Magic Kingdom Toll Plaza have received their blue paint. Uh, those lanes are closed and uh, they are in the process of completing those lanes. And I don't know what I'm going to talk about when when this has been completed. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be. We could talk about the stage in front of it has been the a Magic phenomenal Kingdom eight week Castle. experience following this. I bet. I can't wait to see it in person. And we'll post pictures. All right, keep going. Oh, more construction updates. <laughs> Uh, yes, over at the Polynesian, uh, the new streamlined cross beam has been installed at the Great Ceremonial House, uh, and they have begun construction on the new entryway at the uh, Grand Ceremonial House. We'll see how this is. I, you know, the Polynesian is so classic, and it was upsetting when they changed the lobby and everything, um, what, five years ago, six years ago? About that. Longer? I don't know. Uh, when they took out the waterfall, oh. Broke my heart. Um, yeah, but look how nice it does look nice. The, uh, the artist rendering is nice. And honestly, since they pulled out the waterfall and stuff, it really hasn't been the same anyway. So whatever. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> wow. All right, Debbie Downer. No, I mean, it might be nice. You know, it's just like once that nostalgia is was gone anyway of right. the parts that you loved, you know, the parts that I love the most about it. Okay. They may as well just do whatever they want to do. And I'm sure it'll be nice, but it, it won't be... It won't be the original. Okay. All right. Over at the Western Way entrance, the entrance archways are getting their own makeover. We mentioned this earlier in the week. Um, half of the archway is now royal blue. The gold is gone. 
the flags have been removed from the poles on the top of the uh, archway. Um, they might be repainted or replaced, and uh, uh, the bricks have been painted gray uh, as a primer. So they're getting their color updates there. They're going to switch the Mickey and the Minis around uh, and give the entranceways, entrance archways a new little look. Nice. And then our last construction update is over at Epcot, where the ticket booths have received uh, new logo detailing. Uh, the ticket booths have now been painted in a rainbow color, um, and each booth is white on the left-hand side with a different color of the rainbow on the right. I feel like we should change the name of this uh, of this feature to... They look really nice, actually. They look really nice. But I don't think we should call this construction updates. What should we call this? Uh, painting updates. Painting updates, yes. A lot of paint uh, <laughs> is being moved through Epcot. Yeah. Other than the Polynesian, it's all paint. Um, all right. Um, this is sort of... Um, um, concerning news, uh, Tropical Storm Etta is headed for Florida and like right for Florida. Yeah, it, it's like uh, if this was a bowling ball, it's pretty much hitting right on the head pin. Yeah. Uh, just going to swallow both sides of Florida. Um, still in the middle of hurricane season. Hurricane season ends in November. Right? Yeah, yeah. So ho- hopefully uh, This has got to be the very down. tail end, yeah. Uh, but it is expected to make landfall by the weekend. And, uh, you know, they've, they've hit the uh, Caribbean uh, pretty hard, uh, flash flooding and river flooding in Central America with landslides and higher elevations. What are we talking about for category? Category two? Uh, tropical, tropical storm. Oh, you said it was a hurricane. Well, it could be. We don't know. Oh, no, you didn't. You said it was a tropical storm. Oh, I'm not nearly as concerned. It's a tropical storm. Yeah. Who cares? Some rain. Boy, how quickly our tune changes. <laughs> I was so concerned for them. I guess if Jim Cantor from the Weather Channel doesn't go there, it's not a big deal. It's true. All right. Um, in Universal, Diagon Alley has been decorated now for Christmas. That's right. They're a little on the early side. Well, Disney's got some of their Christmas. Disney's got their tree up on Main Street already. Really? Yeah. Did they always do this before Thanksgiving? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. It's the resorts that get the final. No. Yeah. No. Yes. No. All right. Um, So they have started putting up holiday bunting and garland all around Diagon Alley and a bunch of wreaths as well as ornaments. So, uh, yeah, they're decorated for Christmas. All right. All the buildings are somewhat decorated. Um, And then Universal Orlando is throwing a garage sale. That's right. Universal Orlando Resort is throwing a merchandise garage sale on November 13th uh, from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. It is open for annual pass holders only. You can register, uh, you actually have to pre-register for the event, and it takes place on the first floor of the Team Park Garage off Turkey Lake Road. Um, So this is a a first-come, first-served event, and uh, they just sell a bunch of their merchandise that they can't get rid of. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Portofino Bay, also um, on the Universal property, is going to reopen on December 1st. That's right. Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel will be welcoming back guests with newly renovated rooms and suites throughout the whole property. Okay, that's awesome. So at least that downtime they used to do something. Exactly. Um, The Dockside Inn and Suites, also at Universal, um, is going to open December 15th, and that'll be a grand opening, correct? It will be. Uh, They had their grand opening for earlier this year canceled due to COVID-19. Um, but uh, the official name is Universal's Endless Summer Resort Dockside Inn and Suites. 
um, because it has a sister hotel, which is Universal's Endless Summer Resort Surfside Inn and Suites, which opened last year. Um, uh, they are opening, uh, as Cheryl said, the Dockside Inn and Suites, the second half of the resort. It's going to add 2,050 guest rooms, which include both standard rooms and two-bedroom suites. The two-bedroom suites sleep up to six guests with two separate rooms, a kitchenette, a picnic table for meals, and a bathroom with separate bath and vanity areas uh, at a price point of $120 per night. Um, the Endless Summer Resort Surfside Inn and Suites, uh, and, and combined, their standard rooms start at $79 a night. So it is a great value if you're looking to go to uh, Universal. Much, right. much cheaper than Disney's value resorts. Yeah, I'll say. Um, sad news for SeaWorld. Their attendance is down 81%. That's right. Uh, 81%, a third quarter loss of $79 million. However, their attendance did improve later in the summer. Um, SeaWorld offset this by cutting operating costs, by limiting hours, and laying off staff. Um, the SeaWorld Entertainment operates 12 parks across the country. Uh, by September 30th, 10 of those 12 parks, including five in Florida, are open, uh, but are operating at limited capacity. All right. And then lastly, the Orlando Crayola Experience has some specials for Christmas. That's right. If you're in the Orlando area and you don't want to go to Disney, uh, Universal, or Gator uh, Gatorland, uh, you can check out the Crayola Experience, which is at the Florida Mall, uh, because they have some Christmas activities this season. Uh, they will have Christmas stories by animatronic characters, uh, Randy the Reindeer, Edwin the Snowman, and Forrest Green, who is a crayon who divulges how he's able to transform from a crayon to a Christmas tree. Oh. They also have a scavenger hunt, a 3D gingerbread ornament, uh, how to make a 3D gingerbread ornament along with other gifts, and uh, you can take part in the Cafe Crayola's musical light show. Um, also for sale during this limited time event is a beverage called Down the Chimney, which they say is Santa's favorite. I'm, I'm assuming it's got lots of liquor in it. Oh, let's hope so. That's right. Um, so I just want to go back to the decorations for Christmas. Yes. Did you say they put up the Christmas tree? Yes. So that's the only thing they don't usually do right away because um, it would obstruct the view for the, um, for the Christmas parade. Ah, Taping. So that usually wouldn't go up until the first week, like right after they would tape the Christmas parade, which would be after the first week of December. Gotcha. But everything else would normally go up. But gotcha. I guess since there's not going to be a Christmas parade. This year, right. They put the tree up. All right. Yeah. That explains it. Yes, it does. You have anything else to say? Any no, other final words? No, no, that's it. All right. So until uh, next time, have a great weekend, everybody. And this is Tony. And Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>